Welcome to Heal Into Happy. I invite you to take an adventure with me into your very own universe as I guide you to go within, release your fears, and become empowered to create a life you love. I am your host, Lark Allen. My intention is to help you shine a light on everything that is keeping you from being truly free. You can expect this healing journey to be filled with love, laughter, clarity, and fun. Are you ready to take a leap of faith? Let's go. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. So Christina, uh, I was so inspired by everything that she shared that I am so excited to welcome her back for us to dive deeper. And she has such an epic healing, the happiness story. And I just want us to have a free flowing conversation. And just I'm going to ask her for all of us to hear. Christina, welcome back. And how have you healed into happiness? Thanks. That's the biggest, broadest question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where do I even start? Well, we were kind of talking about this before we started. So just to give some background, I was diagnosed in 2014, finally, after a couple of years of dealing with some major illness with Lyme disease and mold toxicity and heavy metal poisoning and all kinds of stuff. I would say I was on my awakening journey long before, long, long before that, but that was definitely like the lowest of the low for people that have been there with a chronic illness and an invisible one for sure. And you've been to all the people that tell you you're totally healthy and everything's fine, but you know, you're not, I mean, you know, that bottom feeling, but this isn't about that. This is about how. Before we move on from that, that's another thing we probably should have been recording while we were talking, but that's a place that people get stuck. They get stuck stuck in the sickness. They get stuck in the illness. They go to all of these people, you know, maybe they aren't being validated with how they're feeling and they get put on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicine. And then you go on that slippery slope of pharmaceutical hell. And I can say that it's a hell because I've personally been there and I've watched family members absolutely deteriorate from being added. Okay, well, this antidepressant isn't working. Get the booster antidepressant and get this medicine. And you get so tuned out because you're just this medication ball instead of a human, you know? And so I feel like this is such an important topic to, and I'm just like so intrigued, you know, you ended up doing this by empowering yourself and saying no, and I'm going to step into my sovereignty and figure all of this out. So I'm so excited to dive into. Actually, really glad you brought that up because I was going to completely gloss over this, like actually really important point, which was I was in, uh, what year was this grad school? And I knew something was really wrong. And I started seeing different practitioners And you raise a really good point, which is to really tap into our intuition and trust our inner voice. So I knew something was wrong, but I was kept being told everything is fine. And so I wasn't okay with that answer. I wasn't okay that everything's fine. And I wasn't actually, I should even say, I wasn't even seeing at this point, I was long off the allopathic conventional medicine wheel. So I was seeing a bunch of alternative integrative doctors who were telling me this still. And I was like, "Mm, no, something's still off. 
There was one allopathic doctor I saw that suggested that I be put on like bipolar medication. And I'm really glad I didn't listen because I was like, no, 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 that's not the problem. Because if I had, I probably would have ended up six feet under the ground, but I didn't listen because I knew that wasn't the issue. And even still with all like the band-aiding of hormones and other things, I knew that that wasn't the issue. And just because the other thing too, is my husband at the time and my dogs were getting sick. So it's like, it wasn't just me. I was in tune that something was generally off, like not just with me, but with everybody in the family. Right. So, so I think it's, you're right. It's really important not to gloss over this idea that we're often told, I'm guessing that many of the clients that I'll end up seeing over my time working with people. I mean, I have one now, same situation where, you know, basically you're told you're a hypochondriac, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. I was like, but I know my body. And I think people really have to tap into that knowing and that trust of like, I know how my body's been operating for whatever it was at that point, uh, 40 years, 35 years, and something's off, right? So I need to tap in and understand that there's something off and trust that my body is like sending me a message to keep digging and keep looking and keep exploring to find truth. And so I think that is a really good point. Thankfully, though, I did, like I was saying, I did find a doctor that believed in me, which was actually one of the most amazing, beautiful gifts anybody probably has ever given me. And so he heard and saw me for what I was experiencing and was able to come up with a proper diagnosis and plan. And we started working together, but I reached a plateau and I still knew something was like missing. And I would say like, that's when I really, and also that's when I really started diving in more to like the spiritual, the intuitive, the emotional, the energetic work that I think is really important that people do. And that's where I really started to like, I would say, escalate my own awakening and my own diving in healing into happy and all of that. The other thing personally, I was always against was taking on a label. So one of the things I see a lot of times in groups is People will say, we'll use Lyme disease, for example, I have Lyme disease and then they own it. Uh Like I'm not owning that. No, I mean, I'm not going to be stupid and not live my life recognizing that there were some things I had to deal with, but I'm also not going to carry this label around with me everywhere as if I can't heal past it. Right. So that was really important. Because on a cellular level, you know, that gets stamped into every cell of your body. You know, we can live in fear and we can live in this and that, or we can live in feeling into how there's so much about our immune system and about our whole body that we haven't been taught, but we can remember, you know, and believe in ourselves and our healing ability. And that God is actually a huge part of you know, animating us on a daily basis. So (laughs) diving into the spiritual and everything can definitely make a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like one of the things that there were a couple of things that motivated me. One, I just, I didn't want to be sick. One of the things that is really fascinating, one of the tools I used was applied kinesiology during my healing and like people will know it as muscle testing. And I remember one day, the lady I was working with was like, oh, good. And she had tested me for something. I was like, what were you testing for? And she's like, I was checking to see if your body wanted to be sick. 
And which I always thought was kind of interesting. I'm like, in my mind, I was thinking, do people choose to be? But as I've gone through this process and have observed people and I've observed people in groups, and it's one of the things I'm in tune with, with even whether I would take on a client or not, there are people that desire and want to stay in sickness because they get a benefit out of that. And so, you know, it's like, I would rather have the person that's so ill that they're facing. Like if we think of illness and wellness, there's a continuum thing for illness and wellness. So if they're super ill on the illness side, but they're facing wellness, the wellness side, that means they're ready and, you know, willing and able to move to that side, even though it might take some years. And then there's people that are on the wellness side, but they're facing illness. And it's like, which way do you want to stand? Do you want to stand towards illness or do you want to stand towards wellness? So that was like a really big choice for me to stand towards wellness and to have that mindset that I'm not taking on a label. I'm standing towards wellness and I'm walking towards wellness. Another important thing was setting expectations. So I think a lot of times people, especially when they've been chronically ill, just so desire to get better. And I totally get that. But probably another great gift that my doctor gave me, I remember he diagnosed me. It was like two days before Thanksgiving in 2014. He said to me, plan to expect four to five years that you'll be working on this. I was like, okay, it helped me as I've gone through the process and you experience the ups and downs because healing is not linear. It's like this kind of crazy roundabout process. It helped me understand my greater purpose to be like, okay, this is going to take some time and I have to be patient with the process. You know, that's not easy always. So I think that's, that's like, it was another really huge mindset thing for me is kind of settling in and maybe it helped. I used to be a marathon runner. So maybe it kind of helped. Like, I'm like, this is not a sprint. This is the marathon. So I got to do the long distance training. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So there were definitely like, those would be, I would say like important mindset things that I kind of grasped early on. But what I was saying, I reached this point about two years in where I had reached a plateau. I had healed a lot, but I reached a plateau and I really just started to get like, if I truly want to heal and I didn't want to heal back to where I was. That's the other thing. A lot of people I'll see in groups are like, but I want to be where I was before I got sick. And I find that interesting because I'm like, why? I mean, there's a reason you got sick. Why do you want to go back to where you were before you got sick? Because you know, you got to sickness probably because of where you were at. So things need to change, whether that's, you know, mindset or stress or how you're physically being in the world or whatever it is. So I didn't want to go back to being that person, which is maybe a broader construct or comment on this concept of return to normal. That's where what got you where you are. So I didn't want to return to my normal. I wanted to create something new for myself and wanted to create a higher baseline from even where I was before. So that also was very helpful. So it wasn't like, I'm okay with this plateau. It's like, no, let me heal past this plateau and heal to a higher level. And what does that look like? And what does that mean for me? And that's really what drove me into this spiritual, energetic, emotional journey of a lot of deep work and deep healing and understanding. So that I would say that was like the start of my, they, they call the hero's journey. So finding your purpose and why you got sick. So it, it no longer became like, oh, I have this diagnosis. It was like, okay, this happened. Let me understand what's the bigger purpose in this. And what am I here to learn from this? And what am I here to learn about myself? And what is this journey I'm on? And how can this diagnosis help me? 
So one of the first questions I ask clients now is when they show up, for example, there's a woman I was talking to who has cancer. So I asked her, I said, what is your cancer here to teach you? And I think it's just such a profound question. So whatever anybody's dealing with, I have another friend that has Crohn's. What is your Crohn's here to teach you? You know, for me, what was Lyme? What was mold toxicity here to teach you? I mean, I love even- that so much because it's like, uh, you know, what we talked about before, you know, in traffic or this or that, or this is an opportunity for me to upgrade myself and to get out of this pattern that obviously caused some kind of storm within my body. Exactly. Right. I love that. Because again, like that storm was created because of what you were doing. So if you're going to go back to exactly what you were doing, the storm isn't going away. And I think sometimes people slowly get to that concept. Unfortunately, I would even say for myself, there were probably things along the way that I could have seen like the red flags in my health along the way, even though by most standards, I was healthier than most people, but just my own personal red flags that I needed to hit this kind of wall to be like, no, you can't go back to the way things were. And so that required a lot of radical change and acknowledgement. There were personal things like, you know, a lot of, I had to recognize the stress of my marriage. I wouldn't say divorce is the answer for everybody that's going through a chronic illness, but I had to recognize the role that that stress played in my life, which a lot of that also had to do with not being in integrity. So I would probably say I started this deep dive, really deep dive in 2016, 17. So it's been four or five years. And that whole time for me has really, really, really been jumping into understanding my key values, integrity being one, and then living my life that way, just really, really, really being in personal integrity in my voice, in my actions, in my truth. And it's been a process and there's been a a revelation of things along the way. It's kind of interesting. I've used a lot of so with physical modalities. I mean, I've used applied kinesiology. I used supplements and laser testing. I've used, I mean, a lot of more energetic ones, I would say things. I didn't go the allopathic route in my healing process because I really wanted to address the root cause for me and reestablish homeostasis in my body. And that was a goal of mine. So a value that I was holding through my healing process. And I think that's the other thing people have to decide, like, what is it that they value through the healing process? So that was one thing for me. You know, there's like the outward things, massage, acupuncture, all of that. But what is laser testing? You're asking me and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just went and did it. <laughs> like an applied kinesiology approach, they identify all the things that are impacting your body. This is kind of like the same idea of Ness. And we'll talk about that more. I know in another one. But where we identify like what's depleting the body and then prioritize what needs to be cleared, they will use the frequency of the things that need to be cleared from your body through laser light to help heal your body. So it's kind of like homeopathy, I guess I would say, but with like light laser light therapy. Does that make sense? Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, I had another friend. Once you started doing that, what did you, is the change pretty immediate or how does that work? It actually is. So this is where I really jumped more into the energetics of our bodies. So this is probably one of the first things I did when I decided to dive deeper. And I would go for three-day sessions. I was seeing a guy and would go for like a three-day session and it would knock you out. 
So I took my dog at the time. We'd rent a hotel room because he's in a different city. Get like in one hour session, one day. And literally I would sleep for like 24 hours. See him for like an hour the next day, sleep for like another 24 hours. So just like your body is just being given space to kind of reestablish itself. I guess I would say it that way. Rebalance itself would be another way to think of it. So yeah, it is really fast. I mean, obviously... I mean, you've done Ness. So again, it's the same kind of ideas with the infoceuticals, right? Okay. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. So it's supporting your body in the areas where it needs to... There's blocks and stagnation helping the flow. Where where your battery needs to be built up basically and where all the different connections in your body kind of need to be reestablished. So yeah, you can feel it. But to me, again, like if I just go and do these energetic treatments, that doesn't really get at the root, unless I'm also kind of dealing with some of the trauma that was deep in there that caused those blockages and imbalances in the first place. Right. And so I really kind of started to tap into like, what is the feeling coming out of my muscle? What is the feeling in my cell? What is the stored emotion? And so I never formally did a lot of therapy. A lot of what I've done is on my own, but it's been following intuitive rabbit holes. So sometimes people will be like, well, what did you do to heal? And it's a little hard for me because like literally I would follow an intuitive rabbit hole. So like I would go to a session and meditate on it and it's like, well, what comes up? Okay, well, fear around not getting well. Okay, so then let me dive into what that means for me and where that might be coming from. So I started diving into a lot of current life and even past life stuff. So what in this current life would make me be fearful of not being well? You know, where was I basically like, choked out at times? Or where was I, where was my life threatened? Things that have actually happened to me, right? So I had to heal through those things. Where was my life put in danger? Where did I not feel safe? And so then a lot of that too is recognizing like what part of your chakra system is being impacted. So I had to do a lot of root work, you know, feel around safety and security and understanding like, okay, maybe I wasn't feeling safe and secure from my family unit, but that doesn't mean I cannot create that safety and security within myself now, right? And I used to also seek safety and security and relationships from like external sources from men, but then would seek out the wrong type of men because I didn't realize that safety and security needed to come from within. So literally one little session would jump me down all these rabbit holes. And so then I would slowly just kind of explore them and see what needed to be healed or what would show up for me. And it feels so like random and chaotic, but I don't know, but it also wasn't. Does that make sense at all? It 100% makes sense. And it totally ties into what we talked about in our first podcast together around, you know, really tuning in and listening to the feminine, the masculine and our inner child. And through all of your exploration of all of the different parts you were discovering that. And so that in itself could be the biggest healing modality. Like you were supporting your biological body in all of the ways that it needed to heal and detoxify by all the different modalities you were doing, but you were also opening up your heart and exploring that whole inner universe that you have within that maybe felt like it wasn't being heard. Yeah. And I'm definitely like woo-woo metaphysical. I mean, I, for me personally, I really at a deep level wanted to get to know myself because I didn't feel like I knew myself. And so I also, through this whole process, dove into astrology and numerology and tarot and meditation. And I mean, I 
do crystals and aromatherapy and all kinds of things that just helped me on that exploration process. So again, it was all these kind of rabbit holes of things. And again, just trusting your body. So like one of my favorite things that I like to do is aromatherapy. And that became a really huge healing thing for me as well. As I started to tap into like sense, what scent was my body drawn to? And then when I started to like evaluate what's the emotional and energetic healing aspect of the scent, like I was like, wow, my body intuitively knows what it needs, right? And so that was really important too. And I've really just taken that to a whole different level and do that now for other people, which is really fun for me. It just really appeals. Like at some level, I know in a past life, I was a perfumer, right? So this just like pulling that out and appealing to that aspect of myself, which is another thing. So one of the things that probably, so the first question I would ask, usually ask clients is what is X, whatever you're dealing with, trying to teach you. But then the other thing I always like to ask is what brings you joy? People don't think you can be joyful in your illness wellness journey. And so one of the things I discovered was I like to collage and draw paint, even though I'm not very good drawer painter yet, although I'm trying to work on that, but collage works for me. And so I would collage my way through a lot of feelings because I I wasn't, I didn't really know how to process them per se. Externally, I'm a huge introvert. I tend to process internally. And so I would collage. So that was one way. So like, again, this woman, I this cancer client I had talked to, you know, I was like, what brings you joy? And she's like, oh, I like to write poems. Okay. I was like, we'll use poetry in your healing process as you're working through things. Right. Or I have another client that likes to garden. So that's like her creative space. And I feel like just, which is also great because that taps us more into our feminine. Right. So bringing out that creative space for me, it's scent for me, it's collaging for me. Actually, tarot is really big creative space for me to tap into my intuition and to feel into my body and to feel through emotions. So yeah, that's another big thing. I totally agree. It's following our bliss, following our joy. And maybe the way that we get to that point where we have this health crisis because we aren't doing enough of that. And, you know, it's like a break gets put on, like maybe it's our higher self or our physical body. It's just like, I can't take it anymore. Like you're not following your bliss enough and I'm going to make you slip down and (laughs) figure out how to do that. (laughs) That's actually really true because I just had this download because when we're in a healing crisis, right? So let me take a pharmaceutical, even if it's not, let me take a supplement. Let me do, go get massage. Let me go get acupuncture. A lot of that doing is very masculine, right? So we're not even in our beingness. We're not even in our, let me receive healing state. When a person takes their supplements in the morning, if they set an intention of, like I receive healing through this supplement, right? Before you go to an acupuncture appointment, I receive healing through this acupuncture. Like it changes your state of doing and into a state of being. And I think that's actually really important to accelerate our healing as well. Receiving, you know, that's the biggest thing. We ask, 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 or we want, 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 but we don't stop long enough to allow the healing and the receiving and the love and all of the things to flow to us. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just literally just think about it. Like I'll use acupuncture because I have a really good acupuncturist here who allows me to receive a lot of time in her space. It's kind of funny, but you know, like it's so easy to go into an acupuncture appointment and just be like, fix me right with that mentality. But instead now it's like, 
let me come in. Let me set an intention. Let me meditate for this time period. Let me, I tend to, to take really great, fantastic naps during acupuncture. And my lady's really funny because she'll usually check in and she's like, like, how much time can I give you today? Which is great. Like, I love that. She allows me to take a two hour nap on her table if I want one. So you know, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to receive this time to let my body replenish and receive all the healing it needs to get while I'm here. So that's really cool. Ooh, I need to come visit you and just experience all of your healers. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I can give you a healing. I didn't do that when I saw you last time. I think a big thing is like, I'm thinking of another client I'm working with now and just this really like tapping into our intuitive trusting and knowing. So a good example, things that come up for women sometimes is, and I went through this too, what's related to my cycle and what's maybe related to my illness. So oftentimes when you have a chronic illness, you'll have a flare and it's easy, I think, to get into this. Oh no, I am regressing. I'm, I'm going back. I'm having a flare up. I'm getting sick again. Right. And it took me a while to start to understand what was the difference between a flare and what was the difference between things in my cycle. Like women aren't even in tune enough with their body to understand those differences, right? So that's... Oh my gosh. I am so excited that you're bringing this up. We were kind of touching on this in a conversation. And this is another key to healing into happiness for anyone that, you know, I think men probably have cycles too, but through really starting to understand and tracking and knowing our cycle. And there's like specific foods that our body craves and there's specific things that we can do and honoring the detox that happens during our cycle and just being excited to let that detox happen. And oh my goodness, this is such a, yes, I'm so happy that you brought that up because that is so empowering. And I really feel like we're all being called to know, you know, when is my stage of ovulation? When is this? When is that? And mastering that, honoring it, loving ourselves through each of the different stages because we feel completely different in each stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's especially to like, you know, again, having gone to like, for me, mold toxicity was a big thing. So it's like when I was healing is my migraine, that was one of my major symptoms is my migraine because my hormones are off or is my migraine because I had a mold hit and I need to be aware of the environment I was just exposed to. And so those are very, very minute, nuanced feelings within the body. And so really, really, really tapping into like, where in my body am I feeling the migraine? Is it just in my head or am I feeling it elsewhere? And starting to be able to discern which one is related to, oh, okay, I recognize my hormones are off this cycle. Or I recognize I just was in a building that I got a mold hit from and that's what I'm responding to. And so those are two totally different things. I mean, now granted they can sometimes go together because mold can impact your hormones. But when you become really in tune, you can really kind of start to discern, you know, am I having a flare related to the time of my cycle or am I having a flare related to maybe I'm having a flare up of symptoms because of something I've done or what I've been exposed to. And I think like, this is one of the things I've been teaching people and it's really empowering because how you treat your body too during those times are different as well, right? So if I'm having a flare up 
because maybe my hormones are off. I know in a couple of days, the cycle will probably go and I'll feel better. I can be patient kind of right out the days and understand where I'm at. Whereas if I'm having a major flare up of symptoms related to a condition, I might take a different approach, whether extra rest or supplements, or maybe I actually need to go get a treatment or something and understanding like at what point you deal with that more directly, right? And those are nuanced conversations. Like I've been working with somebody for for about two years and I mean, she's just like so and tapped into her intuition and, and all now. And it's so beautiful to see because a flare up in the past that would have happened to her would have taken her out for, you know, weeks or months because she would have gotten caught up in like, oh, I had a flare up and then kind of the downward cycle of that. But now it's like, oh, I have a flare up. I recognize what it is. I can write it out two days. I'm good. And then she like moves through these so much more quickly and then they don't impact her life so much. Yeah, the gift of any of these things, like I've had PMS where I would was diagnosed with, you know, all of the things and realizing the hero's journey in discovering that our body is a temple and that we can support it in all of the ways. I'm just so impressed that you found all of these things. I can put a link to your Facebook group too within the show notes of this because you give so many amazing things in your Facebook group and you, you know, help educate about just the importance of the type of water that we drink and how much water we drink and different smoothie ideas and different workouts that you do. And, you know, I just, I appreciate that so much in you that you are fully stepping into the queendom domain of your body being a sacred temple and you have just like unlocked all of the different mysteries. Yeah. And I think like, you know, when people are ready, there's definitely, I mean, I know you and I are at the stage now there's an up leveling. So I've been called to even up level more personally and just purifying at a different level, just like, I don't even know how to describe it. This complete like cellular regeneration, I guess I would say, but you know, and that's a whole different level, but you have to work it's a through. never-ending story. I mean, it's, oh, not yeah. like, it's not like you're like, oh, I reached the top of the mountain and I'm all good. It's like, no, like another whole level, which opens your perception more, which opens your heart space more, which opens this and that. And I mean, it's just, you end up getting on these paths where there may not be a lot of people on them yet. But I mean, it, it is actually kind of like the book Elevation that we're both reading where we realize that there's so much healing and ascension journey to be having. And I'm just really putting together right now, like, wow, all of this is our pathway to ascension. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And supporting people along that path. Like I was really called into, you know, I've gone deep on this healing journey for myself, but then there was this point where I'm like, wow, you know, I've like amassed all this knowledge and have been able to bounce back from a place where, you know, pretty much not many people thought I would bounce back from. And in a way that's like at a whole different level of thriving. And I'm like, why would I not share that with people? That's what I'm here to do. And, you know, as I've gone through the various modes of diving deep for myself, I mean, I've been clearly shown that that is the work I'm here to do. I mean, it's the work I've done in many past lives, but it's the work I'm here to continue to do. So it's to share that healing with other people. It is kind of crazy. Like when I think of all the things I've done, I've done a lot of shadow work. I mean, I definitely always encourage people to dive deep into the dark recesses 
I've done it all on my own. I don't necessarily know if I would suggest that. I mean, I think it's always good to find somebody to, because there are some really dark things that can come up, but we have to be willing to like, well, we, nobody, I should, I'm going to take that back. Nobody has to do anything, right? It's a choice. So, and the level with which we're willing to unpeel our onion of healing, right? Will depend on each person on what they choose. I've just literally chosen like the biggest freaking onion in the garden and going layer by layer by layer by layer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, bring it on, right? And not everybody wants to do that. And I get that. And I think that's important too, like for anybody working with anyone is like, how deep do you want to go? And yeah, some people honoring. don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Every, honoring everybody's choice and the cycles too. Like I've had, you know, people come into work and then they leave for months and I'm like, okay. Like at first I was, I took it personally. And then I was like, oh wait, this has nothing to do with me. And then they came back and I'm like, they were like, I just wasn't ready to dive a little deeper. And I was like, okay, cool. Like let's try again. Right. And I had to think of my own journey. It's like, I use with clients this idea of a roller coaster, right? So we're all on some roller coaster of life. Do you want to be on the Hulk or do you want to be on the kitty roller coaster? So like, I love adult roller coasters, but from a day-to-day place, I really just enjoy riding the kitty roller coaster. So we have the little ups and downs and my goal is to be resilient through the little ups and downs and not have anything kind of crazy and because I used to be addicted to kind of the crazy and that was the trauma response and I'm starting to understand I don't need to be going up the biggest incline on the roller coaster to have the biggest dive down the roller coaster to have the biggest, you know what I mean? Like, I just love that analogy. So I, I'm thinking of like, they have the, uh, what is it? The Hulk at Disney. What's the one here? Universal. Universal. Yeah. And I love that, but I'm like, I don't want my life to look like that. I used to, but I was like, I don't want my life to look like that anymore. So, you know, it's kind of like, what kind of roller coaster do you want to be on? You know, and like, let's work for that. So I want to be on the lazy river. (laughs) (laughs) With like the six, six inch water drops or whatever. No, just the lazy healing river where you're just floating downstream and just surrendering and allowing and enjoying and basking. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little cynical. I'm like, there's still going to be ups and downs in that little river. Oh, but... oh I mean, yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But I mean, if that's like my perfect place, then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Heck, put me on a, you know, floaty raft in the ocean, right? Let's, well, maybe not the ocean, but a tranquil ocean. But yeah, I, so I feel like I've kind of been all over the place, but there's been so much to it. I think if I was to give people one piece of advice is open to your intuition and listen to the little things that lead you to. Literally, it could seem so random. I can't think of a specific example, but I know there's been times where like a particular supplement comes up like or a particular essential oil or a particular book comes up that I have never thought of or heard of. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I go to look at it. And as I dive deeper, I'm like, oh, this is exactly what my body needed right now. And yeah. And so, and maybe if it didn't mean, like I have this little folder for the future. So maybe it didn't resonate now, but I kind of throw it somewhere. And then sometimes I go back and I look and like, does anything jump out at me? And sometimes it'll come back to me. So I think this following our little intuitive hits in our healing process is really important. And also going back to this kind of wellness illness thing, think of where are you facing? Which direction are you moving towards? That's really important too. 
Because if you're facing the illness direction, do you really want to? And if you don't, how can you turn yourself around to face the wellness direction? Yeah. And just pivoting, you know, making an empowered decision to pivot into curiosity about being open to seeing all of the signs that are, you know, being presented to you that you just may have your perception turned off to. Even some of the crazy alternative stuff, right? That sometimes people suggest, and even if that's not for you. I have you know. like this amazing story to tell about Angela. Like I was, oh, I had this triggered response of something happening. And when an external thing affects me, I get fever blisters. And I think I had mentioned that in a chat with you, me and Angela. And then she like, I don't know if she realized it or not, but she was like, sent me a lysine supplement that she likes a lot and I got it and I'm like yeah that's it like I just got this intuitive hit like that's the thing and I haven't had one since and I feel like you know I would have definitely had one so it's just like also acknowledging that we have like all of these angels and ways that we're going to support one another on that path of healing and it's like you know I could have just been like meh exactly but I totally was like, I'm getting that. And that's the thing. That's the thing I needed. I never know how much to share with some of these things, but I have one really deep one like that. That was a very eye-opening experience that opened me up into even my deeper self. But it was two years ago, two and a half years ago, I was, I got sick and I was sick for, had a cough, some other stuff for about six weeks. I had gone on like two vacations was kind of, I sounded horrible. I mean, but I felt fine. I just sounded horrible. So I went to the one practitioner that I saw for the laser work and some of the other work that I had done and would go back for checkups every now and then after I got into remission, I would go like every six months to a year. So I had called him up and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Like, I feel okay, but I don't like something's kind of coming up. So I went and he muscle tested me and I muscle tested for smallpox. Technically it doesn't exist. He was like, okay, this is interesting. It's only ever come up one other time for somebody. And, but I knew I wasn't sick, not technically. Like I had gone through this freak out moment of, oh my gosh, I'm having a major flare. I'm having a relapse. I'm like, and I had to work through that. So that was like a PTSD response that I had to work through. But I also had to trust in my knowing that I was doing deep intergenerational work. At this time, I had been calling in doing like family constellation work, which is, healing intergenerational stuff. So I had actually called an astrologer friend who I'd been working with too. And between like different conversations with the two of them and then my own meditating deeply on it, one of the things that became very clear to me, what came up was actually some intergenerational healing I had to do around illness in my family, which this might sound really bizarre to people. But anyway, so I had to process this illness physically which released more than likely smallpox that was experienced in, we determined my mom's side of the family many generations back. That probably created a lot of problems for relatives back then. Literally like the day when I was like, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this clearing, you know, intergenerationally. Like the next day I was totally fine. It just, it was it. No more symptoms, nothing. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing I've been doing for the last four years at different levels. And, you know, I, again, I don't really talk about it much because it's not something people are really like, some people are, but not everybody's really comfortable with that idea or doing that kind of work. But like I get for me, that is part of the work that I've had to do to obtain a deep, deep, deep level of 
personal healing in this life and intergenerational and multi-generational healing for myself and my family and other lives. And so, and I also know that's part of what the work I'll be doing with clients as I move forward and grow and evolve in my practice. But just imagine, so I, I think back to that, like if I hadn't followed that intuitive hit, yeah, I would have just gone through like feeling like crap and would have just put medicine on it and never taken that opportunity to really clear something, not just for myself, but on multiple timelines for multiple family members. Yeah, you were given an opportunity to release and let that go. And that is a huge service on so many levels for your family healing. And it's like we're presented this opportunity and it's a gift. And we come back to appreciating all the things that are presented to us. And if you weren't ready, then it would have come up again for you. You know, exactly. So instead, you acknowledged it, you did it, and you know, you healed generational things. And everybody, like I imagine sometimes during different things, you know, for my healing around my family and the suicides and all of the things, I feel them cheering, you know, like they're up, like I imagine them in the clouds and just like cheering, like, yay, she's fine, you know, finally one of us are clearing all of this. Mm-hmm you know, then we don't have to be presented with it again and again and again. And that feels really empowering too. Like, okay, that smallpox thing is completely clear generationally now for me. Exactly. Like it's never going to come up again. It's not going to be a thing. Uh Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I say follow those intuitive hits, you know, but again, that's maybe not everybody feels resonant with that, which is fine as well. But yeah, I feel like no matter what we've planted huge seeds of awareness that healing is multifactoral and that, you know, the two of us are letting our listeners know, we believe you, you know, and now it's time for you to believe in yourself and to keep searching until you find the support that you know that you need and they will come into your life too, when you're ready, you know? Mm -hmm. I love what you said that hopefully what people got out of this at all is we believe you. There are people that will believe you. Mm-hmm. that yeah. do believe you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I feel like there's so many amazing pearls of wisdom. And so, you know, if this resonates, I recommend re-listening to this, taking notes, like processing it the first time, just listening and feeling into it. I feel like it's so empowering for that huge part of how you can heal into happy, take notes and Now, cliffhanger, Christina is going to come back and we're going to discuss nest healing and all of the different modalities that now she's healed herself and she has become practitioners of to help support other people's journey. And a lot of times our life mess becomes our message and our problems. We end up finding the secret potions and unlocking all the different parts of ourselves. And so... She brings that to the table now as her service to humanity. So we're going to explore all of that with the next podcast that I'm going to have with Christina. So thank you so much, Christina. Deep bow for everything you shared and the listeners get to come back and hear ways that they can connect with you. So that's amazing and exciting. Thanks, Lark. I appreciate the space so much. All right. Bye, everyone. Until we meet again. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on Heal Into Happy. My prayer is that you have gained more insight into your healing journey 
and that you are one step closer to loving yourself more fully in this now moment. And if you could do me a favor, please leave me a five-star review over on iTunes. My passion is empowering others on their healing journey. And with your review, you may help others struggling to heal find this message. Be sure to visit me at healintohappy.com for past episodes and more ways to connect with me. Also, please always remember that I am offering you so much love and light as I celebrate the divine sovereign being that I see in you.